New and innovative technologies have disrupted industries time and time again, creating more efficient ways to reach desired outcomes. Consider the music industry. While we all still listen to the same music, the ways that we listen and the types of music that we tune into have changed over time. The financial services industry is no exception, and the options for investing today look far different than they did, say, 100 years ago. The Exchange Traded Fund, or ETF, is one example of these technologies changing the ways that we invest. Investors may associate ETFs with passive management, but the recent growth of actively managed ETFs is challenging that assumption. For today's episode, I've invited my colleague Brian Lake, Global Head of ETF Solutions here at J.P. Morgan Asset Management, to help us learn more about active ETFs and how they can help in building better portfolios. Now let's get started. Brian, welcome to Insights Now. It's a pleasure to be here, David. Thank you. So you're managing our ETF business, and uh, I know that this is, it has grown and evolved in so many ways over the last few decades. So can you give us a, a sense of that evolution? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually in an interesting time right now. We're 30 years into the ETF industry. So the first ETF was launched uh, back in 1993. Okay. Uh, and what we've seen is the ETF industry obviously growing from basically zero to now over uh, $10 trillion wow. uh, globally, which is actually a cumulative average growth rate north of 20%, actually closer to 22, 23%. Um, percent. There's never been a rolling five-year period where ETF assets haven't doubled. So this has been a very transformational thing uh, within the asset management industry. And can you give us a sense of you know, some of the attributes that have been added? Uh, you know, I know, I know we do, we're, we're seeing tremendous growth in um, active ETFs right now. But you know, you know, relative to, you know, it used to be buy individual securities, then you buy mutual funds, then you buy, buy index funds. Can you talk a little bit about um, why active ETFs represent sort of, a, uh, you know, the evolution of that. Yeah, this is, this is great. And, you know, I always like to make the point of how, you know, fortunate we are to be in this industry. I think the asset management industry is, is the best industry in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, our goal is literally to help people achieve their financial, uh, mm -hmm. their financial goals, whether that's saving for uh, retirement or education or any of these number of great things that, that, that people are doing. And I think ETFs are playing a big part in that evolution. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, one, of the, one of the analogies that I like to use to kind of bring this to life for people is how we consume music. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's evolved quite a bit over the, over the years. Nice. And, you know, David, I don't want to age you, but my guess is the first album that you ever bought, maybe you didn't stream it on Spotify. Perhaps no, it was, it was on, a, on a disc, probably one closer to... Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd go out and get, you know, you'd buy a, a new album and, and you'd open it up and they had these beautiful album covers. I mean, yeah. that's a lost art. But, yeah. you know, going from that to, to CDs, you know, cassettes... Um, then streaming, uh, and that's exactly so, right. yeah, it's the that, same thing with ETFs. That, that's exactly right, and, and the, it's the same thing that we're seeing in the asset management industry. Yeah. How we access the markets, the wrappers, the, the medium, if you will, so in the music analogy, it's yep. the record player, the CD, the tape cassette, streaming, if you will. In our industry, it's individual stocks to mutual funds yep. to investment trusts, other wrappers onto the ETF. And one of the reasons that you and I and many of your listeners and, and, and viewers would you know, um, like to stream their music over, you know, one of the, the major kind of streaming services is the convenience that comes yeah. along with it. It's incredibly convenient. You have every single song in the history of mankind mm -hmm. kind of in your, in your pocket on your, on your phone, uh, and you can consume that 
and such a convenient way you can hit the button and you're listening to that one you you want to go from classical to uh, hip-hop you can you can absolutely do that and so it has all these you know conveniences and and what i like to point out is that gives you control you are now control of your musical destiny and uh, I think ETFs um, have similar qualities mm -hmm. um, to that. There's a tremendous amount of, of uh, conveniences to the ETF wrapper. Uh, for one, it trades throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, so you have a constant price on what mm -hmm. that ETF is. And you know, maybe people don't need to invest you know, all throughout the day. And in fact, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we obviously don't advise that. But understanding what is happening in your portfolio real time, managing risk real time is absolutely a benefit uh, of doing that. Uh, understanding what you own. So knowing what you own, being able to do due diligence, understanding the companies that are in there, the securities that are in there uh, is, is a big difference. Uh, there's also some tax benefits to the ETF wrapper. Um, um, some wrappers at the end of the year, if they have capital gains, they're forced to distribute that. Mm -hmm. uh, an ETF has um, uh, some mechanisms which allow it to um, not avoid the, the taxes, but give the investor the control of when they'll actually experience those, mm -hmm. um, those, those taxes. And so there, there's a number of benefits um, that make it incredibly convenient to build portfolios using the ETF technology, mm -hmm. and ultimately that gives the investors more control. And then we saw a lot of growth last year in active ETFs. Yeah. Uh, do you think that it was, were the things about last year that made that a particularly apt um, sort of flow of money? Yeah, you know, so the history of the ETF industry, the, the, the first ETF was around the S&P 500, yeah. just one of the major benchmarks that we know uh, investors follow. And the, the, early, the early development of ETFs was more around passive, passive mm -hmm. index-based investing. Uh, in fact, for years that was synonymous. Passive and ETF was kind of a synonymous um, thing, but that'd be a little bit like, you know, using our music analogy, only being able to listen to country music, for example. Mm -hmm. Maybe we love country music, but it's maybe not appropriate for every single type of scenario that you might find yourself in. Maybe you want to have a workout, you need something a little more upbeat. Maybe you're more relaxing on the weekend, you want to read, and you're listening to some classical music to kind of invigorate yourself into that, into that moment. And what we've seen now is distinctly we have the ETF technology, the wrapper itself with all the conveniences that we talked about, trades throughout the day, tax efficient, uh, transparent, but now we're taking active investment capabilities and delivering those within the ETF wrapper. And you know, there's a lot of benefits to active management. You, you talk about a lot of those in, um, in, in all the work that, that, that you do. I, I kind of boil it down to three, three kind of high um, kind of points is one, active management gives you the opportunity to outperform. A benchmark can only deliver you the benchmark. Maybe that's a good outcome, but it, it can never beat it itself. So it gives you the opportunity to outperform. Uh, active management can, can manage risk. Um, so a portfolio manager that is touching every single security that goes into the portfolio, they know what they own. Mm -hmm. And of course, on the equity side, that's super important. But think about on the fixed income side, where duration matters and credit quality matters and you know, a, a one bond defaults and the way that that can Im impact your portfolio um, really um, matters. Uh, and then the third thing active management can do is it can deliver an outcome, lower volatility or a higher income mm -hmm. or something like that. So you take the benefits of the ETF wrapper, the benefits of active management, bring those two things together. And so you, you, you pointed it out in the question. So um, active management kind of had a breakout year in 2022. Going into the year, it was 5% of overall ETF assets. Mm -hmm. It accounted for north of 20% of the net flows into ETFs last year. Uh, and that's continued this year as well, actually. So coming into this year, it was a little more than 5%, just under 6 It's already It's accounted for 30% of the net flows into, uh, into ETFs this year. So investors are really embracing ETFs and particularly embracing active ETFs. I can, I can see that both, you know, both from a 
positive side because it allows you to do risk management. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, uh, but also the, the other big advantage is if you think there's some hype and fluff in parts of the market, uh, you know, active managers can avoid some of that, which is very important for, for long-term investors who don't particularly want to just you know, yeah. ride whatever wave until it, until it inevitably breaks. It's a great point. I mean, if you think about even just earlier this year, we had some of the tech mega cap names that became huge weights within the, the broader benchmarks. And of course, that was driving some of the performance, but also that was building risk. And if you look at some of those companies and the multiples that they were trading off of, that didn't seem sustainable. And so an index is always going to take the market cap weighting times the issuance, and that's going to yeah. be the weight within the index. So you end up over, uh, overweighted and the overhyped. You're, you're overweight, the overvalued, and underweight, the undervalued by rule. And yeah. so active management does have the opportunity to correct for that. Mm -hmm. um, and we do think that that obviously a, a big distinction. So you, you talked about a lot of flows into active ETFs la last year. Where is the money coming from? So it's, it's coming from all sorts of places, um, as, as you'd expect. I think new money into the market is now embracing um, the ETF. So if you look at some of the demographic stuff, it's, it's definitely the younger mm -hmm. investors that are, that are thinking about a more modern way uh, to build their portfolio. But we're also um, starting to see um, investors that maybe didn't get the outcomes that they wanted in some of the other vehicles that they were using over the last couple of years. And so they're migrating over mm -hmm. at the appropriate times um, in, in, into ETFs as well. Um, we've we've seen that as a as a trend now for a number of years, and uh, and I think just like any innovation, that will take time, um, but steadily the 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 uh, consumers and investors will embrace the ETF wrapper as kind of their default wrapper, and we'll we'll continue to see that. So so particularly newer investors are are, are embracing active ETFs, um, but of course there's also a lot of not so young investors who are sitting on huge wads of cash right now. I mean, there's over $5 trillion sitting, sitting in money market funds right now. And I, you know, a lot of this is long-term saving money. It's not money people intend to spend tomorrow, today or tomorrow. It's, it, it, it should be a long-term investment, uh, but it's not. So what would you say to those people about you, having that big a cash allocation in what was supposed to be a long-term portfolio? Yeah, maybe, maybe I should word it differently. Instead of young, it's young at heart. Yes. And, uh, and if you're thinking about um, how you want to how do you want to you know build your portfolio? There's a couple of things that we know to be true. We know that um, taxes can negatively impact your portfolio. We know that um, high fees can negatively impact your portfolio. And you know ETFs have pretty good answers for both of those things. And so we are seeing a lot of investors contemplate um, some of the active strategies that we have. They like active management, and we know that that's a big part of the industry, and always will continue to be for all the things that that we've talked about. And so um, if they can get that in the convenience of the ETF wrapper. Um, I think that will um, that will behoove them well. Yeah, and I think you know it used to be this idea that well, cash is liquid, but of course, active ETFs and ETFs are yeah. are liquid too. I mean, if you want your money quickly, you can get your money quickly. And you know, I think the the other thing is, you know, you know, we've I'm sure you and I have preached this for many years. If it's long term money, it needs to be long term investments. It's uh, you know, the the history suggests that. You know, when you're at a peak CD rates, so we may well be close to peak CD, CD yeah. rates, the rate looks juicy, but almost always there's a better alternative over the next year. And, and uh, yeah. uh, either long rates come down and the stock market does well, but almost always something else does better. So it's, you know, long-term investors really need to embrace long-term assets and the, in a, in a yeah. diversified way. Could not agree more. I think um, the, the kind of the returns of investments in 2022 kind of shook people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of investors were a bit offsides with how they wanted to have their portfolio position coming into this year. Mm -hmm. 
And to your point, when you're seeing some of the, you know, the money market rates and CD rates at the levels that they are, that's, that's kind of a, a, a attractive. But exactly to your point, um, I think it's really important for investors to understand what the long-term prospects are, and we know equity risk premium offers a very attractive, mm -hmm. uh, a very attractive uh, return. And for investors to rebalance their portfolios right now, potentially out of some of those cash that's on the sidelines, in order to participate in the growth of some of these great companies, I think is important. Mm -hmm. and, and you've said this as well, but with higher rates, brings brings more discipline to balance sheets. And so the companies that people will be investing in um, have this discipline. Um, now because it has to kind of meet this hurdle rate and, and, and I think that's coming into the market in a very positive way and so I think these companies are going to be um, healthier than ever. So, so clearly a lot of people are excited about um, ETFs and active ETFs um, but I suppose there are some people who have some, some uh, concerns. So w what sort of objections do you hear uh, or, uh, when you talk about this? In my mind it's, it's still just kind of an awareness conversation. Um, and so if you think about the U.S. Um, uh, uh, landscape, you've got about $31 trillion across mutual funds and ETFs, of which $7 trillion is in ETFs. So, mm -hmm. you know, just, just over a third, something, something yeah. like that. We're seeing ETFs grow at about 2% um, a, a year versus mutual funds. So that overall pie, e ETFs are gaining share versus that. Mm -hmm. It's awareness. It's understanding that there's this new vehicle out there that offers me all of the things that I know and love of a great portfolio manager that's done very well by me over the last couple of years or, or over the very long term that's now available to me in this new ETF um, wrapper. Uh, and, and the fact that even active ETFs exist is still kind of surprising to some investors. They still think that it's passive and they still think that it's primarily um, you know, a benchmark story, but the, the active yeah. ETF story uh, on, on the equity, and I stress heavily on the fixed income side, is still such an important um, story that I, that I think it's an awareness thing. Um, understanding how ETFs trade, um, I think, is a really important aspect for investors to, uh, to look at. It's quite intuitive. It's just like if you bought any other stock or, yep. you know, in the past, you, you know, you go on your trading system and you can buy, you can do a limit order, you can do a market order, um, all those sorts of um, things. It, it's just changing the habits of how you used to invest to this new thing. Maybe in the same way that, you know, bringing back the music analogy, you know, we used to get the CDs and we put them in our disc, disc mm -hmm. men or whatever, and we'd listen to them in that way. And then changing to a device that downloaded it into an MP3 and then listening to that, that was, it was behavioral change. But once you made that switch, you never went back because you, you, you really were excited about the convenience and the control that um, that, that, that digital music gave you. And, and that's what we're seeing with ETF investors as well. I guess uh, I realize that I've, I've been in the industry, you know, as, as long as active ETFs have been or ETFs have been around. Uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've witnessed the entire evolution and it's been a, a dramatic and exciting story to, to this point. But um, story's not done. Um, no, so so it, you know, where, where do you see ETFs going from here? Yeah, you're exactly right. We're, we're, we're just getting started. Um, it, there's no better time to be an investor. Um, you have thousands of ETFs available to you to build the exact perfect portfolio for what you're trying to achieve. And uh, I think having that variety um, is, is really important with all the conveniences. And I know I'm repeating myself, but the conveniences and the control that they offer you, I think that's really interesting. I think as more of these active ETFs achieve their three-year and then five-year track record and investors mm -hmm. say, holy smokes, these are some of my favorite managers that are running ETFs. These are great portfolios that I'm going to want to put into, into, mm -hmm. into my portfolio. So, you know, we're projecting out the ETF industry right now globally is about $10 trillion. Yep. I think it doubles over the next five years to about $20 trillion. Mm -hmm. um, and I think active ETFs could be somewhere between 10 and 20% of that overall 
um, pie. Now remember, it's coming off at about 5% yeah. today, so, that, so I'm actually making a pretty bold prediction there. Um, but I think as investors understand um, the benefits that it brings them and um, that education comes through um, and more variety, managers that they that they that they really enjoy and 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 have followed closely over their careers they're going to they're going to see that so, as a, big, so a bright future yeah broad growth in assets under management etfs growing faster than assets under management and active etfs growing faster even than faster yeah yeah, that, yeah that's that's a lot of growth yeah no you know i I've, I've i've joked with others if you know if we're if if the etf industry like i said earlier is growing at kind of 22% a year Active ETFs growing at north of 30% a year. If we were sitting in Silicon Valley, venture cap companies would be throwing money at this industry. Yeah. They would. This is a very exciting industry, and the reason it's growing so fast is because um, investors that understand this like it. it yep. It's doing what it's supposed to do, yep. and they're enjoying that, and that's a big part of um, of the outcome. Um, and so there's 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 a tremendous amount of that. And it, as we know in this industry, when people are putting money um, to work, they're entrusting. They're entrusting the asset manager. They're entrusting the vehicle to do what it's um, what it's meant to do. And um, ETFs have been, you know, one of the other things I hear is, well, have ETFs been stress test? Well, you know much better than I that we've had some pretty stressful scenarios yes. over the last, let's call it three decades, as I yes. said. Um, and, and ETFs have come through that with flying color. In fact, one of the interesting things that I was pointing out uh, to someone earlier today is the Fed, as part of their quantitative easing program in response to COVID, actually bought fixed income ETFs as, as part of that program. They And it, it wasn't just the biggest one, they bought a, a smattering of, of fixed income ETFs and so the stress test was good enough for the Fed and now they've, they've used it as part of well, the QE program. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen the two biggest bear markets and the two biggest recessions since the Great Depression all in the lifetime of, uh, of the ETF industry. That's, that's exactly right. And you know what happens every time is the ETF industry grows faster coming out of it nice. because Money is in motion. Investors are looking for new solutions. Maybe some of the capital gains that they had embedded in their portfolios are no longer there, and so they want to put a new game plan in place. and And they tend to embrace ETFs. And it sounds like sounds like some uh, exciting times ahead. Yeah, we're excited, and uh, we're just going to continue to you know keep our head down and uh, and delivering the best that we can uh, to to investors. Well, well, thank you, Brian, for joining us in Insights Now. It's been a pleasure. On our next episode of Insights Now, I'll be joined by Mike Conrad to discuss the different strategies and considerations for investors saving for retirement. And then thank you all for watching and speak with you soon. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.